This is the Barbecue Central Show podcast being generated from a live recording of the Barbecue Central Show, which airs at thebbqcentralshow.com every Tuesday between 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show being brought to you by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices. Visit them at thebbqguru.com or call them 800 800- 288-GURU. And by Tasty Licks Barbecue Supply. Sauces, rubs, grills, smokers, everything for the outdoor chef. Visit them online at tastylicksbbq.com or call them 800-677-2882. And by Butcher Barbecue. Manufacturers of premium injections, rubs, and sauces. Visit them online and take full advantage at butcherbbq.com. And by Stephen DeFranco Jeweler. Official jeweler of the Barbecue Central Show. Visit them at stephendefranco.com or call 440-943-2700 and use keyword Barbecue Brother to receive all the discounts. And by Green Mountain Grills, one of the country's premier pellet grill manufacturers. Three different sizes to choose from, something to fit in every budget and find out more by visiting greenmountaingrills.com. And by Cook Shack, the country's premier manufacturer of electronic and pellet-driven cookers, servicing the residential, commercial, and competition markets. Visit cookshack.com for more information. And by El Diablo Mustard. A few years ago, they wanted to turn ordinary mustard into the hottest shit on earth and dared to take spicy mustard further. They took fiery peppers, flaming spices to create flavor so powerful, so intense that even the devil couldn't resist. Find them at eldiablomustard.com and enjoy the bold flavors, great taste, and man, it's hot as hell. And by cookingpellets.com. Have a pellet fire cooker? Why not try some of the best pellets out there on the market today? Guaranteed to run in any cooker, and it's not voiding any warranties. You can purchase yours today at cookinpellets.com. Hi, this is Scott Greenia from Fairfax, Vermont, also known as Scotty DQ, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Gang, what's up? Welcome to the really big barbecue central show. It is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. Broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio, rapidly becoming known as the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. 216-220-0966 is the number to call. You can also email the show if you want to. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Anything else you want to find out about the show? Me, whatever, do it at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Dot com And here's what's happening in case you didn't get the newsletter uh, coming up in about 13 minutes from now. Only 
only the only four-time Memphis and May overall grand champion, world champion, Chris Lilly of Big Bob Gibson's will join us on the show. Uh, we'll also get him at 9.35, so uh, extended interview with him. Obviously, we'll be talking about the win. Uh, obviously, we'll be talking about his uh, new cookbook uh, or his new book effort, Fire and Smoke, a Pitmaster's Secrets. And we'll see what else we can uh, kind of get out of Chris while we have him on the line. So looking forward to that. Then we'll roll into the second hour. Friend of the show. He's been on a couple times before. You know him as CB Martin. It's uh, Chef Barry Martin. Number of things to talk about with Barry to include. It's kind of going to be a Memphis and May themed show, if you will. He was at Memphis and May, so we'll kind of get a different perspective from him on the goings on, what it's like, uh, you know, from for somebody that's not technically on a team, like competing to turn in, like he's the pitmaster of a team. He was with a team, uh, but he was doing some other uh, things as well. He's uh, vested into the business of barbecue and grilling. So I'll be interested to hear what his take on the whole Memphis and May thing was. Uh, we'll also be talking a little El Diablo Mustard. Maybe that name rings a bell. He's actually the face, the spokesperson of that brand. So we'll be talking a little El Diablo Mustard with him. And then uh, if we can uh, fit it in, so some other items as well. And then helping me close out the show right around 10.35. And I'm going to catch all kinds of hell in about an hour and 30 minutes. So tune in for that. Patrick Banks from Booty Q. Booty Q! He won the ribs portion of Memphis and May. So keeping within the general realm or general theme of the show, which is Memphis and May. The ribs guy is on. Of course, a couple weeks ago, we ended up having uh, who won the whole hog portion of Memphis and May. Uh, Melissa Cookston of Yazoo's Delta Q, their pit master, her and Pete, and the team, after, I guess, by all accounts, a superiorly long layoff, more than normal, uh, walked in and uh, snatched up another whole hog victory. So congratulations to them as well. So we'll get uh, Patrick and uh, his take on the whole deal and winning that. He's obviously... Seen success in the Kansas City Barbecue Society as well, you would recall. He was on the show a couple weeks ago. You would recall that that was the first incarnation of imposter people. I called Patrick Banks only to be Shanghai, Tom Food, and otherwise mistreated by some guy that just picked up a phone because I dialed the wrong number, and he tried to pass himself off as Patrick Banks for any number of minutes. To wild success and acclaim, I might add. So that's what's happening here on the show. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. If you're watching the show right now, do me a solid little Facebook post, a little Twitter. If you have the Roku, you can watch it there as well. Uh, Some links, OutdoorCookingChannel.com sees your video feed. The BBQCentralShow.com sees your audio feed. Uh, Tune in radio. An app on your smartphone will see you stream the show audibly live from your device as well. And again, on the Roku, download the Outdoor Cooking Channel app and uh, go ahead and jump in on that. So loving every minute of it. Uh, You can subscribe to the show through the iTunes for Audible replays, YouTube for videos, Outdoor Cooking Channel for video replays, my main website for replays. So there's never any reason why you should miss anything about the show. Did you miss the Whiskey Bent Barbecue in the Pit show before me? Say it ain't so. Hopefully you caught the very tail end where Chad's 
uh, obviously inebriated co-host pronounced my last name Rempke. Never heard that one before. Touche, my friend. Touche. Um, if you missed it, grab the archives. Great show. Robbie Royal from Rescue Smokers was on. And uh, Jeff from Give It To God Barbecue. They talked about their time on the Pitmaster show, their performances. Also, famed barbecue promoter Ronnie Cates talked about his three upcoming contests with a combined 180 grand in cash and prizes. Ronnie, well known in the promoter circuit for putting on some of the highest payouts out there uh, per single event, 180 grand. So, uh, if you missed it, Whiskey Ben Barbecue in the Pit airs before this show, seven to nine on Outdoor Cooking Channel. Grab the archive. And now what you all want to know, the recap of the Willoughby Rib Cook-Off. You would recall last week, I might have mentioned that, uh, hold on a second here, i got to find out. Somebody's trying to get at me. Oh, right. Uh, You might have remembered that I was asked to be a cook, or a cook, yeah, right, a judge in the Rib Cook-Off for downtown Willoughby, Ohio. Now, if you're not familiar with this little neck of the woods, it's a very historic. It's got a great hometown rustic feel to it, but a lot of great new age eateries and bars and so on and so forth. You can get your drink and eat on. If you do it right, you can vomit in the middle of uh, town square. If you're not careful watching yourself, don't want to do that. Get intoxicated, you get arrested. So I was very excited. My first time to judge. Never been asked to judge any type of barbecue before. Nor should I, I guess. But uh, the guy that was kind of putting on the event, Michael Steffen, who owns a a salon right next to uh, the place we were judging at, uh, got in touch with me and said, hey, love to have you out. And uh, in summary, the quick summary is this. The best part of the rib burnoff judging was the fact that I was partnered up with none other than barbecue jeweler to the stars, Stephen DeFranco. That was the best part. That leaves the worst part of the rib burnoff. That would be the ribs themselves. Wow. Get that weak stuff out of here, Austin Carr is right. I mean, for someone like me, who has no judging background, pedigree, formal training, only hearing from top pitmasters weekend in and weekend out about how things should or should not taste, but never having it been in my mouth. And I think I make a pretty decent rack of ribs. I've gotten a lot of counsel for some top men and women in the industry, if you will. I mean, I, I can say without a shadow of a doubt, simply some of the worst ribs I have ever had in my life, and no less than that, they were outdoors vending them off to the public. Vending bad ribs as if it were going out of style. Two bucks a bone, so much for a half rack. $20 takes a whole rack. $20. Well, you should take that $20 and flush it down the toilet because they were bad, real bad. No names, please, on this show. But we evaluated as best we could. There was some very unsettled looks by some people that were on the judging panel, people that made up the judging panel, myself, obviously Steve DeFranco, as I just mentioned, a uh, barbecue legend in the world of Cleveland, who uh, no names please on the judging panel, and a judge, a real-life judge on the judging panel, no names please. All were 
I think, left a little dissatisfied with the product that the people were turning out. And look, it's no fault of Michael's. Uh, I think uh, this has the potential to get legs, open it up to some people that can actually cook ribs and not are looking to, to vend off and uh, recoup the expense for buying multiples to feed the festival as well. Have a have a contest portion and then, you know, vending as well. But, uh, you know, Michael was caught in the rock and the hard place spot of, you know, cooking because he had a really nice setup and was vending some really good barbecue. But, you know, one of um, uh, only a select few that were actually able to, to pull it off in a traditional sense, I guess. So I was a flattered to be asked, happy to do it. Very dissatisfied with the product that what are you people turning in in downtown Willoughby for Ritz? Come on. Step your game up. I'm going to tell you how to step that game up with Cook Shack, baby, celebrating National Barbecue Month. How are you celebrating National Barbecue Month for three days only? Today, tomorrow, the next day, they will give you a free spice kit and seafood grill when you purchase one of their residential electric smokers or pellet grill. This is a savings of up to $109. The spice kit comes with brisket rub, rib rub, spicy chicken rub, chili mix, and spicy barbecue sauce. The seafood grill is stainless steel, perfect for smoking smaller delicate items like fish, shellfish, nuts, and veggies. The Smokette, the Smokette Elite, and the Super Smoker Elite, and the AmeriCube are the electric smokers that make it easy to add real wood smoke to your food. The PG-1500 pellet grills feature four-zone cooking and pellet broil technology. All of their products come with a no-risk 30-day money-back guarantee. You have nothing to lose. Spend your money. You don't like it? Ship it back. Come on. You have nothing to lose. Find me somebody else that's going to give you the 30-day Try it, and if you don't like it, send it back after you use it. Forget it. To order online, use promo code SPICY, S-P-I-C-Y, when you check out at cookshack.com or call them 800-423-0698 and tell their friendly sales staff you want the spicy deal. You heard it here on the show. Mention the show. Spicy Barbecue Central show. I want the deal. Spicy. With a Cook Shack smoker or pellet grill, you can celebrate barbecue every day. Memorial Day coming up rapidly. Hurry because this deal ends soon. Like, real soon. Again, the number if you want to call, 800 423 0698. Or you can go to cookshack.com and order online. It's spicy promo code. And that's good on the Smokette, the Smokette Elite, the Super Smoker Elite, and the AmeriCube. Man, hook yourself up. My dad, Bill Rempe, has a Smokette. The uh, SM009, I believe. I believe he has that one. Hook up. Don't wait. Use the spicy deal. Save at least $109. All right, we'll be back with Chris Lilly, Memphis and May champion, right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show being brought to you by the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour, 31 cities, $500,000 in cash to be won, plus eternal bragging rights, at least for next year, if you win the whole damn thing. The next event will be held this coming weekend in Hendersonville, Tennessee. It's a local qualifier feeding into the South Haven, Missouri, uh, Mississippi Regional. Uh, sorry, that's South Haven, Mississippi Regional. To keep up with the tour or to compete... Visit kcbs.us slash Sam's Tour. Always happy to have Sam's Tour aboard. All right, my first guest tonight is one of the most recognizable faces within the barbecue and grilling industry. He's seen success in the restaurant industry with a uh, very famous Big Bob Gibson's restaurant. Also seen success on the television as an author and as a barbecue competitor. And he happens to slum it up here every once in a while as well. Let's go ahead and head on over to the hotline and welcome back. A friend of the show, Chris Lilly, joining us. Chris, how are you, buddy? Uh, doing fantastic tonight. I appreciate the invitation to jump on your show. Absolutely. My pleasure, Chris. Always make, uh, appreciate you making time. Uh, you know, a couple different places uh, that I'd want to kind of run around with you here tonight. Uh, first and foremost, obviously, we have to kind of take a quick look back at this past weekend. Another Memphis in May comes and goes. Another overall grand championship chalked up for the Big Bob Gibson crew. Uh, breaking new ground to boot, being the first team to win this event four times. So, you know, I guess looking at just that accomplishment alone, Chris, have you and the team been able to kind of really understand the feat and and kind of soak it in and and realize what this might mean in the annals of competition barbecue? You know, I guess, uh, you know, thinking back, uh, I guess a lot of my realization on how difficult it is to, to, um, to just do well in Memphis, you know, came back several years ago. We, you know, we, we, we started the first, first time we cooked in 1997, we came in 10th place and then fifth. And then we came in first and we had a string of first places, six in a row at Memphis and May for the port shoulder. And then it became a little hard almost to reach finals. Uh, you know, we had a dry spell there and what I took for granted before uh, it really started sinking in how how hard it is not only to uh, just to make the finals at Memphis in May. So um, that's when the realization set in. So th- these last several years, you know, I haven't taken anything for granted whatsoever. Um, you know, I just appreciate being there and being able to cook there. For me, the biggest thrill at Memphis in May is still making finals cutting the 270 teams down to three shoulders, three hog, three ribs. Uh, that, when the golf cart pulls up and says, hey, congratulations, you're in finals, that is the biggest thrill. It's not standing on stage wondering if you're going to win grand championship. Um, uh, but I tell you what, it's it was a thrill. It was a thrill. Our team had a good time, and we, uh, we let Beale Street know we had a good time later <laughs> on that night. I don't doubt it. Uh, Chris Lilly joining us here on the show. 
Chris, in regards to the cook and the events of this past weekend, anything unusual that goes on that you didn't expect that you had to contend with or was pretty much business as usual? <laughs> well, did somebody <laughs> did somebody give you these questions to ask this one in particular? <laughs> because, gosh, you couldn't have... Yeah, something major happened to us. Um, I, I ordered my meat beforehand a month ago, uh, probably, and then I, uh, a week before the contest, I... Uh, touch base with the uh my meat purveyor to make sure everything was ready to go i got a call at the first of last week you know the week of the big memphis in may contest and uh they told me the meat did not come (laughs) really did not come in so uh so basically i had to uh to uh do some last minute switches and phone calls and everything so anyway, I was overnighted some some pork shoulders straight to Memphis. I picked them up at a meat and seafood company in Memphis, and uh, they were frozen hard as a brick bat. No way. <laughs> so yeah, I cooked Memphis and made with frozen shoulders this year. So so take that for what it's worth. I'm usually a huge proponent of, especially in pork, to cook fresh. Uh, you know, and choose according to color and marbling, and that's a big one for me. Um, but uh, this year, we cook frozen shoulders. Wow, so <laughs> this is going to be the new uh, fad that is running around the competition. <laughs> See, frozen shoulders, ladies and gentlemen, Chris uh, Chris Lilly putting it to the test and winning. Let me ask you hey. something. When, when you make the, you know, painstaking plans of trying to get the meat that far in advance, you're using somebody, obviously, you trust, and then when it's that close to the event getting told that it's not going to happen i mean are you really disappointed and and like oh man we're really behind the eight ball or is it okay it's disappointment let's regain composure and let's start looking at another direction so we can keep this ball rolling uh disappointed is definitely wor- the word but uh but yeah you're disappointed that the purveyor didn't come through and uh you know provide you with you know exactly what you ordered but um, being in the barbecue world, especially com- uh, uh, competition cookers, know out there that you've got to shift gears. Uh, you know whether you're cooking and your meat is too far done, or if it's if it's uh, not done enough and you've got to increase the temperature. I mean, barbecuing is all about shifting gears. You've got so much time to cook, but you have to make those last minute, last second adjustments. Uh, in contests, uh, whether it be Memphis, the big one at Memphis in May or any KCBS contest, I continually make adjustments during my cook. Um, I don't go by a set to cook time or a set schedule. You know, I have schedules, but something always comes up that you have to make those adjustments. And if you can't make adjustments on a fly, whether it be on uh, getting your meat beforehand or um, or jamming the temperature to get something done, then then you're not going to be successful. So, so you know, it, what's done is done. You just take it in stride, make your adjustments, and and uh, and see what comes out of it. Chris Lilly from Big Bob Gibson is joining us here, recapping the win this past week at Memphis in May. Chris, did you know through the first round of judging, you know, as you're getting ready to, to turn in through that first set, and you've obviously tasted your award-winning pork time and time and time again. Does this past weekend, as you're kind of tasting it and evaluating it, do you think you have something special here, or is it kind of like, eh, you know, we're we're probably there somewhere? How how did you guys feel about it turning it in? Uh, we felt great, uh, without a doubt. You know, last year, 
we made the finals. Uh, as a matter of fact, we were, um, they don't do a reserve grand champion at Memphis in May, but, uh, we actually were the reserve grand champion. We missed grand by, I think like 0.43 tenths of a point, something like that. So, um, uh, we lost to Sweet Swine of Mine, fantastic team. They cook a, fan, a great shoulder, so they were first in shoulder. We were second, but our school was uh, pretty high in itself. So I felt good going into this one. You know, we're going to fire back the same thing. I, I made a couple of adjustments on my cook time and um, and refueling time. I, I, I wanted to, and and how much meat, uh, how much uh, charcoal to wood ratio I used as well. I wanted to protect my color a little bit. And, um, I wanted my meat to come up a little bit quicker than it did, uh, than it did last year. I wanted a little bit more rest time on it. So I made some small adjustments in, in cooking technique, not in the recipe itself. And it played out for us uh, really well this year. So, so, uh, you know, just, just a small adjustment there, but every little bit helps, but I felt, felt great. The meat and preliminaries was fantastic, but, um, one thing I do at Memphis in May is I save my absolute best shoulder and stagger it just in make for finals. So if I don't make finals, the best shoulder of the day will never get served. Um, and I choose my uh, choose my pork just like I choose a pork chop at the grocery store or anything else. It's it's color and marbling. Um, uh, you know, I, I get a uh, pork that is a nice uh, reddish pink color, as opposed to a pinkish red color, and then one that has uh, you know ample marbling that'll hold that moisture. How many shoulders are you cooking for the for the tournaments? Memphis in May, you want to have one shoulder for each preliminary judge. You want to have. I like to do two shoulders for my blind box because I can't sell those shoulders. I mean, those shoulders have to speak for themselves. And there's no garnish as well, so you really got to do a heavy box and fill that box up. So two shoulders for the blind box, one for each preliminary judge, and you stagger your best shoulder for the final. And that's what you want to go into Memphis cooking. And you basically, for the people that don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you basically have like two rounds of judging. You have the initial round. Uh, the people in finals are then told that they make it, and then you have you kind of restart again, if you will. Yeah, Memphis in Memphis in May. You know, if you've got usually around 270 teams, you can only enter one category in the professional event. It's either whole hog, ribs, or whole shoulder. After you cook in preliminaries, there is four blind judges. So you turn in a blind jo- blind box, just like in any other competition. Uh, those four judges score you, and then you have three on-site judges that come separately, and those judges score you. So you have a total of seven judges in preliminary, four blind, three on-site. They score you. And uh, at the end of preliminaries, the top three rib teams, the top three shoulder teams, the top three whole hog teams make finals. And then in finals, it is head-to-head, it is comparison scoring, and it is four judges that come to all all nine sites eat that barbecue on site and determine who wins the grand champion, who uh, wins shoulder and rib and whole hog in first, second, and third place. And most of the time, even after scoring, the judges don't know who, who wins because many times it comes down to, you know, a point or just a couple points deciding. So there's no way for them to tabulate it in their heads, you know, um, because of the weighted scoring system. 
So you make it into the final round, and uh, Pork Winner is announced. It's you guys, obviously. Uh, and it's now down to the competition of the competition. You have, uh, well, let me let me backtrack here for a second. You make it, you know, Pork is announced. You guys are winner, and it's kind of that competition within the competition. And, uh, you know, in other words, you said you were ecstatic to make finals. So I'm guessing if uh, the grand champion of overall wouldn't have happened, you would have been still ecstatic winning the pork again or is there a little bit of a drop off if you make it to the finals and then don't you know don't take the whole thing mm, if i make finals i want to take the whole thing <laughs> but you know <laughs> it, you've got to win well, you've got to win pork first so uh you know that's the first thought uh we had a team uh, that were, were cooking against us in finals this year uh one especially that has has won memphis in may before the red hot smokers Wayne and Linda, they are absolutely phenomenal cooks, and their specialty is shoulder. So we're competing head-to-head against in, in a shoulder category against a, a Memphis and May Grand Champion. You look over at the uh, at the whole hog, Melissa Cookston, um, with Yazoo Delta Q. She is a two-time winner at Memphis and May in whole hog. And she has won her, I think, uh, three times yep. with her whole hog, uh, three time, three first place, and maybe two grand championships. Um, she also won the Kingsford Invitational first year, competing head to head against the winner of the Jack Daniels American Royal, uh, Pitmasters champion, uh, and so on and so on. So, so this this girl can cook. So I knew my, I knew it was going to be a tough, a tough go. And then looking up at over ribs. Tuffy Stone is cooking there. Cool Smoke made final in ribs. So, you know, finals, I'm going head-to-head to head against some of the best cooks in the country. Uh, so I knew it was going to be I knew it was gonna be tough, but uh, I knew I had a good product to put out. You know, let me ask you something about Yazoo's Delta Q. I mean, I've followed them for a number of years now. They've seen a tremendous amount of success within the NBA network and at Memphis in May. Obviously, there are two different things, but... You know, and I know you're kind of a student of the game. You just exhibited that here in your last answer. You know, Melissa and Pete have been very focused on the restaurant openings, the new locations. Uh, she's writing a book, all good stuff, uh, as Melissa said here on the show. But you know, a few weeks ago, she was on uh, talking about uh, the new cookbook, and I asked her about Memphis and May, and she's you know kind of nervous, uh, said they hadn't really been out competing kind of on that routine as they normally would, and she didn't really feel overly confident that they would have a great showing. And seeing them take whole hog again and be up for overall grand championship again, you know, what do you think that speaks to them as pitmasters and how well their team process holds, even though they're not out there doing it frequently? <laughs> I, Greg, I think she was sandbagging. That girl's not going to forget how to cook, especially <laughs> in the restaurant when she's cooking every day, you know, and cooking. It, you know, it's it just obviously comes natural to her, and she's got the – um, uh, you know, she's got the talent, uh, without a doubt. So no, I would have called bull on that answer. If I were you, she's, uh, she was ready. She was ready to go. And she is, uh, she is competitive. And, uh, um, I tell you, she has been busy though. She's got a great cookback book out smoking in the boys room and she's opening restaurants. So yes, yeah, she, I'm sure she was extremely busy coming into the, uh, to Memphis in May. But uh, she's good enough to overcome that. Chris, when you look back at the very first win at Memphis in May and then the one this past weekend, mix in the other two in between, uh, 
how has your pork shoulder cooking methods changed over the years, or perhaps have they remained uh, exactly to the same uh, for the most part? Well, that's a that's a great question. Um, I guess you know you look back at Memphis in May, and you know I'm very proud of 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 our uh, I guess our record at Memphis in May. We've been cooking it since 1997. Uh, we've never finished out of the top ten uh, in in all those years. And then we had that run of six uh, six uh, first place shoulders in a in a row. That gosh, I couldn't even fathom doing that one that again. I don't know how that worked out, but yes, um, uh, I would say for um, we started cooking in '97. Uh, our we won uh, in '99 for our pork shoulder. From '99, the next year, six six or seven years, we didn't change a thing, and it's injection a dry rub, put the pork on the pit, uh, use a combination of Kingsford charcoal and pig nut hickory, forget about it, let it cook, take it off, serve the judges. That was our, that was what we did. Um, uh, after we made that run of wins, um, we sort of, I told you, we sort of fell down a little bit, you know, we're fixing, you know, finishing like fourth place, fifth place, sixth place right in there. Uh, so I get to talking around and I say, you know, I just can't get over the hump. So I start talking to people that cook the circuit, that cook the NBN circuit. You know, what's going on? And um, I still remember a guy asked me, he said, well, uh, he said, uh, what what sauce are you using to glaze your pork? And I said, I don't glaze my pork. You know, I just pull it straight off the, straight off the pit, put it in the box, and serve my sauce on the side. He said, you're the only one out there not glazing. <laughs> so that sort of woke me up. <laughs> I gotta cook, keep if I'm not gonna cook as as much as these other teams, I gotta cook, keep my thumb on the pulse and start asking more questions and talk to more people that do. And um, the first year we went back to glazing uh, was uh, 2011, and that's when we won the grand championship again. So it, it you know it takes. Uh, I can credit a lot of our my success at Memphis in May. Uh, you know what I do in the restaurant and the. And, uh, you know, what Big Bob Gibson has done over those years to sort of build the platform for me to work off of. But, gosh, i got to give credit to a lot of the people out there that, you know, cook Memphis uh, MBN and KCBS events, you know, every weekend. And uh, and then I call them up one week and say, hey, you know, what are the judges liking? You know, what's the what what are the flavor profiles and stuff? i got a lot of great friends in barbecue. And I will not hesitate to, uh, you know, ask them their opinions and questions. And a lot of my success, uh, you know, comes from uh, my good friends in barbecue that are um, that are just uh, great enough to uh, give me a helping hand. Chris, let me ask you this. Uh, Big Bob Gibson's obviously has dominated uh, pork at Memphis and May over the years. Uh, you've talked briefly about the, the run of six in a row. You've won the whole thing. Uh, now four times, uh, 2000, 2003, 2011. Uh, now you're here again, three years removed from the most recent win in uh, 2011. One has to start thinking that perhaps at this point, Big Bob's <laughs> is not only the best Memphis and May pork cook of all time, but perhaps the best pork cook in general of all time. Yes or no? <laughs> I thought you were going to say uh, it's about time you started cooking another category at Memphis and Maine. Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you know, we've talked about that and I've tried, but my, I'll blame it on my father-in-law, uh, Don McLemore. He, he was Big Bob Gibson's grandson. I'm going to blame it on him and say he won't let me. <laughs> I would stick with what's winning myself. but <laughs> Yeah, I, t- I tell you, you know, I don't know. There's so many great pork cooks out there, and uh, and it's definitely our specialty and has given us, you know, probably the most success that we've had, well, without a doubt, at Memphis in May. Um, you know, it's a pork that we've actually uh, won Jack Daniels with, and, and, and we've won at the American Royal with our pork. So, um, it, but it hasn't been quite as consistent, you know, in KCBS contests. Um, and, you know, I'll attribute that to, you know, it's it's different at Memphis in May and that, you know, a lot of times you serve the pork right off the pit at Memphis in May where KCBS, you have the chance to to alter it with, uh, you know, taking it off and pulling it and doing sauces and dry rub applications and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But when the when the judges come on site, they sort of keep you honest. You know, they see the whole shoulder on the pit. They see you pull it off and you and you and you break it up for them. Um, but uh, we've done, you know, all in all, we've done pretty well across the board. And I can't complain about uh, I can't complain about that. But I love to cook pork. Um, I will say this. I can attribute a lot of my success to that's what we cook every day in the restaurant. We cook old pork shoulders and that's, you know, that's what we do. We cook a lot of pork. So, uh, you know, some of the teams out there that don't definitely don't get the practice that I do of cooking pork every day in the restaurant. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of that things goes back to big Bob Gibson. Chris Hilly joining me here on the show. Chris, can I hold you over for another segment? We can talk about the book. Let's do it. All right. Uh, hang with me here just briefly. And uh, we are talking with Chris Lilly. Big Bob Gibson has just won the Memphis in May again for the fourth time. No other team has won it that many times uh, this past weekend. Let me talk to you quickly about El Diablo Mustard, the newest sponsor here at the Barbecue Central Show. El Diablo born a few years ago when its creator wanted to turn ordinary mustard into the hottest on earth. They push the boundaries with adding fiery habanero, roasted chipotle, flaming jalapeno, and spicy mango into the mustard. So powerful, so hot, so intense that even the devil himself couldn't resist it. And El Diablo was born. El Diablo features six bold flavors right now, and the taste are hot as hell. Mango is a bit of island heat meets sweet with real mango puree and slow tingling heat. Roasted Chipotle adds a kick of Southwest with a peppery mustard and smoky Chipotle puree for a nice slow heat. Steakhouse adds hearty flavor with a zing of Worcestershire and tangy tomato for blazing layers of flavor. Texas Chili makes any hot dog an instant classic with that chili dog flavor, hints of garlic, cumin, and paprika. How about jalapeno? Pops with real jalapeno puree and a mustard zing. Try it on some bacon. And habanero, last but not least, is a flavor inferno for you daring types that want all heat all day. So get grilling, add some heat to your meat, connect on El Diablo's Facebook page for recipes, tips, and giveaways, bold flavors, great taste, hot as hell. Let me tell you something. In regards to this Texas chili mustard, this is the most recent one I just broke out of the samplings that I got. And I did just what the ad says here. I took a hot dog, I uh, grilled it, and then I dropped one no less than two thin layers on each side of that wiener in the bun. Let me tell you, absolutely tastes like a chili dog. However, 
What are we talking about here? El Diablo mustard. So the heat is kicked up about five or six notches. So I would warn you, if perhaps you're not a pepperhead or somebody that really likes the fiery stuff, a little bit of caution, maybe only one line down the wiener instead of two. But I love the hot stuff. I like to sweat. I like to perhaps cry a little bit. My nose likes to run when I'm eating the hot stuff. This stuff was phenomenal. I highly suggest it. And of course, I tried the uh, jalapeno on uh, pretzels two weeks ago. This is like this appetizer for people hanging out. So it's El Diablo Mustard, eldiablomustard.com. And we're back with Chris Lilly right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com if you want to jump in tonight. And uh, we're talking with Chris Lilly about uh, taking the win of Memphis in May this past weekend. Uh, Chris also, busy guy as always, uh, book time. A little book called Fire and Smoke, A Pitmaster's Secrets, is out right now to buy. And we're actually going to play a little game at the 10 o'clock hour to give away a signed copy to a lucky winner. You know what we're going to be playing, by the way? Me? Yeah, do you know, did you know what kind of game we're going to play? I have absolutely no idea. It's called Athlete or Porn Star. <laughs> Can you guess what we're going to do? So somebody has to guess whether you, what you say is an athlete or a porn star? That's right. You must be a master of the game, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, a little fun at the top of the second hour. I mean, you got to change it up a little bit. All right, so uh, this isn't the first book that's kind of had your name on it. There's been the Big Bob Gibson's book. And I guess for those that might actually do a little searching, there's also this uh, audio type book that you did with uh, Danny Meyer and Bobby Flay, which seemed to be more of like a, a recording of a question and answer type deal on barbecue and grilling. So when we look at fire and smoke, how does this one differ from some of the others? Well, the, my first book, Big Bob Gibson barbecue book, uh, that is a story I had to tell uh, without a doubt. It's our family history. It is Big Bob Gibson who started the restaurant in 1925 um, a lot of old family recipes. What we've done in the restaurant over the past, uh, you know, seventy or eighty years. Uh, also, you know, dabbled into competitions as well. You know, our pork shoulder that we were doing well with at Memphis and May, and and the different competitions. Um, this next book, Fire and Smoke. Those are the recipes I love. It's, those are the recipes that I cook in my backyard. Uh, they're the recipes that I cook when I go to South Beach Wine and Food Festival or New York or uh, West Coast when I travel around and do food and wine festivals and things like that. Uh, there, there's a great mix of grilling recipes and uh, recipe, uh, you know, low and slow uh, big meat recipes as well. A lot of seafood, uh, appetizers, uh, grilled cocktails, uh, pizzas, steaks. Uh, pork bellies, bacon. There's a lot of stuff that I love and that I love to cook. And and this is what's filled this book. There's a lot more recipes in this book uh, than than my first book. And uh, in, in a much greater variety. 
Chris Lilly joining me here on the show. Uh, you know, Chris, there are a terrific number of barbecue books on the market today, and it seems to be approaching similar numbers like uh, to what you would find in rubs and barbecue sauces anymore. Was there any concern on your part that perhaps you were now kind of treading into a market that potentially could become saturated at this point? You know, I looked around a lot of books, you know, in, in, you know including my first book, uh, I think a lot of the bar, the books out there are elementary. Uh, you know, there's so much uh, information in the first chapter in the Ford. Uh, you know, this is lump charcoal. Uh, these are tongs. You know, this is a this is a smoker box. Uh, you know, this is wood. You know, these are these are the seasonings you use. Uh, I wanted to just. I didn't want to treat my reader like it was another C. Dick and Jane barbecue book. I wanted it to, you know, step up to the next level where I can assume that people know the difference now between grilling and barbecuing. They just want to know the best method of cooking uh, anywhere from, uh, you know, trout to lobster tails to rack of pork to lamb ribs uh to you know, beef brisket to just about anything that you can do in the, in your backyard, you know, on the barbecue grill or smoker. Uh, so I wanted to bypass all the elementary stuff and jump right into these are some great recipes. Um, in my first chapter in this book is uh, because it's the question I get asked the most: Hey, what grill sh- or gr- what smoker should I buy in my backyard? The first chapter is a list of every different type of grill and smoker that you can buy on the market and the advantages and disadvantages of each. Uh, it is a chapter where you can read through it, and once you read that first chapter, you know what your preferred grill or smoker would be in the backyard, and you can go out and buy it. So um, I gave examples of each, and um, and hopefully somebody can read through that and de- determine what they should go get. Uh, and then I did, uh, and the rest of the book is straight up recipes. The name of the book, Fire and Smoke, A Pitmaster's Secrets, available for sale right now. Uh, Chris, obviously you didn't write the book for free, but do you see the authoring of books maybe not being nearly as lucrative as it was maybe 10 years ago, and now it's more of a thing that you have to do versus want to do, just from like a, a competition standpoint to kind of keep up with everybody else? Wow. I've never even looked at it like that. I guess, uh, you know, my first book was, uh, you know, a story I felt like I had to tell, uh, with, you know, with Big Bob Gibson's story, um, because many people didn't know about it. Um, but, but that was my goal in that book. And the book was successful. Um, uh, my publisher came back immediately, wanted me to write a book. And um, I probably I did not commit till probably four years after they, or three or four, probably three years after they started uh, knocking on my door again. And, um, you know, it just wasn't the right time. Uh, and I didn't have, uh, I didn't have anything to tell. So I, I don't know. I didn't look at it as, as, as writing it for promotional purposes or anything like that. I just l- looked at it as, uh, Hey, I, this is a great, uh, this is a ton of recipes that I love to do and, you know, I just don't mind sharing. Um, and hopefully the book will do as well as the first book. 
Have you, in regards to that, and obviously great guests know how to dovetail into my next question, uh, have you gotten any feedback from the publisher at this point on performance? Obviously, they have probably set benchmarks for to see how, you know, if the book is going to be successful in their eyes or not. And have they shared benchmarks with you uh, so you kind of know right along with them if things are tracking the way they should? I haven't seen the bench uh, the benchmarks yet, um, but uh, from what they they're telling me, the book is selling extremely well, and they're getting great feedback on it, and that's the main thing. The books that they've sent out for um, 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 food critics and publishers and magazines and things like that, they're give, getting absolutely phenomenal feedback on it, and and I guess that's that's what pleases me most. Um, I, I'm not going to, and I'll, I am absolutely and would never uh, mail this in. I would never uh, just do a book just to be doing a book and just jam it with a bunch of recipes just to meet, meet a uh, deadline. That's not my style, without a doubt. Every recipe in here uh, um, I worked my tail off on and, and, and really made them as good as I could possibly make them. These are recipes that I continually do in my backyard. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I had a lot of people giving input on this book, and and uh, and uh, and a lot of people, you know, whether it be me going to restaurants to taste different flavor profiles and stuff like that. I mean, there's, you know, it's not just it's not just me. Um, uh, I had a lot of help uh, as far as uh, as far as gaining ideas to make my to make my food better. But, uh, but, um, yeah, I did all the recipes and actually wrote the, just like my first book, I wrote every word in it as well. So I've, I've got a lot of sweat equity in this book. Uh, and uh, you better believe I'm not going to put a recipe in this book that, that I don't stand 100% behind. Priscilla joining me here on the show, Big Bob Gibson, barbecue, uh, big Bob Gibson.com, a website. If you want to check it out here while we're talking, um, have you been signed on to do more books after this one, or is it uh, just kind of wait and see? I just did the one contract for this one book, and I would never do one for multiple books, uh, just for the very reasons I gave. I'm not going to write a book unless I, I feel I need to. Uh, truth about it is, I did not. I did not sign the contract to the last book until I had 60% of the recipes already done, because <laughs> I did not want to get in a situation where I'm staring at a deadline and have 20 or 30 recipes to do to finish yeah. the book. Uh, I was very comfortable signing this contract and having a year to write the book and make a hundred uh, different recipes because I already had 60 recipes in the bank before I started. So, um, so no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sign a deal where I have to write several books. Uh, I'm going to see how this one goes. And if it takes me, uh, you know, if it takes me, you know, six or seven more years to, to bank en- enough recipes that I believe in, you know, maybe that's when I'll come out with another book. But uh, I'm not looking ahead. I'm just enjoying this as it go, goes along. And I enjoyed writing this book. I enjoyed cooking these recipes. And, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about, uh, you know, promoting my name or anything like that. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just having a good time doing this barbecue thing, whether it be competitions, whether it be writing a book, whether it be cooking, in, you know, in my restaurants or hanging out in my backyard with family and friends. Uh, this is something I love, and um, and yeah, there you have it. Fire and Smoke is the name of the book, A Pitmaster's Secrets. You just kind of briefly touched on it. 
as far as the writing process, you know, some people it's like uh, painstaking. Other people, it, it seems to free flow pretty easily. It sounds like that might be more the case for you. I mean, is it something that really did come that easy, or did you really have to look at carving out time at certain points during the week or during the month to kind of to get through the end of it, uh, labor of love kind of deal? Well, I, I learned so much on the first book, uh, writing that book. Um, and I think a lot of my growing pains I spent, uh, you know, through writing the first book. The good thing about the first book is so different than the second book and that, you know, there's so much history and, you know, so many people that I had to talk to for the first book to get my information, uh, you know, about Big Bob Gibson's life and, and, and the old time recipes and stuff like that. This book is purely what I like to cook. So, um, that is the stories in this book. It's the story of each recipe, where I cooked it first, who I cooked it for, uh, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, in Sonoma County or whether it was in, you know, Houston or Kansas City, no matter where it was, you know, the stories for each recipe. So, um, so yeah, I wouldn't say this one was hard, um, but I will tell you this, for anybody out there interested in writing a book or wanting to write a book, it is a heck of a lot easier to say you're going to write a book than actually do it. That is tough. It is, I mean, seriously, it is tough work, and it is a full-time job. So um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's a lot of work. You've got to be willing to put a lot of time in writing a book or word. hire somebody to write it for you. Right. Word to the wise from uh, Chris Lilly. Uh, Chris, before I let you go and appreciate the time tonight, I'm getting this question asked in the chat room here, uh, so I figured I'd shoot it out since you would probably know. What should the first-timer to Big Bob Gibson's restaurant get when they're uh, getting ready to sit down and eat? Well, I think you got to go with the barbecue chicken with white sauce, whether you get that on a plate or maybe it is you know, the loaded baked potato with the barbecue chicken with white sauce. Oh. Um, maybe one of those. And then you've got to save room for our homemade pies. At Big Bob Gibson's, our pie ladies get there before my pit guys in the morning <laughs> to make our pies every morning. And we've got uh, coconut, chocolate, uh, lemon ice box, peanut butter, pecan. Uh, so you got plenty of choices. Uh, one more question. I'm sorry. I've heard this term. I was judging the Willoughby uh, rib cook-off this past weekend. And they were some of the worst ribs I've ever had in my life. <laughs> and I term that I have never heard before, and I wanted to see if you've ever heard of it, because anybody's going to know it's going to be you because it's coming off a pork shoulder. Meat cocaine. <laughs> no? You need to ask somebody else. I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. Big Bob didn't teach me that one. <laughs> I the, the guy said it to me like it was uh, money muscle or something like that, and I looked at him with this blank stare, and he was probably like, yeah, you host a barbecue radio show, right? Okay, whatever. I said, okay, well, I'm probably going to have a big name on Tuesday. I'll ask him. All right, so Chris Lilly has no idea. I have no idea what that is. Either. So meat cocaine meat off a coca- pork shoulder? I, yeah, it's in between like the, the fat cap, and there's like a little layer of meat, and then there's some more fat cap or something like that. But I don't know. Well, I give up. All right. If you find out, let me know, though. Why don't we write a book on it together, Chris? <laughs> Meat cocaine. Meat cocaine. I think it could get some traction. Good title, no doubt. Chris Lilly is the pitmaster of Big Bob Gibson's. Just won their fourth Memphis in May overall championship. No one else has won more at that event. And uh, he's also the author of Fire and Smoke, a pitmaster secrets available to buy right now. Chris, always appreciate the time you make for the show, man. Thanks for doing it. I so enjoyed it. I'll come back anytime, my friend. All right, we'll talk soon. There he is. Chris Lilly.
BigBobGibson.com, the website, if you want to check them out. Look, am, am I, I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, pardon the pun, am I high? Has anybody heard of meat cocaine? Dave Bosca, barbecue butcher to the stars. Meat cocaine, anybody? Anybody want to help me out on meat cocaine? No? All right, this guy is, maybe he took me uh, for a ride, as they say. Uh, Tasty Lakes Barbecue Supply, known for their amazing wide selection of cookers, sauces, rubs, and all things for both the Backyard Cook and the Serious Competition Team. You can get it all right here. They sell Big Green Eggs, Kamado Joe, and Primo Ceramics. Mac and Green Mountain Pellet Grills, all the Weber Grills and Smokers, as well as Metal Creek Smokers and Cookers. And they are one of the largest barbecue guru dealers in the country. The very first to offer professional and amateur cooking classes featuring well-known chefs like Harry Sue, Todd Johns with Plowboys, Dan Hickson and the boys over there at Three Eyes and so on. Uh, you can call Fred Bernardo, the smoking guitar player. You can call him anything you want. You can call him the crazy guy that showed up on the show here last week. As long as you buy something, you call, you just don't call him late for dinner. Anyway, call him or one of his friendly staff at 800-677-2882 or just go over to your friendly internets and look them up at tastylicksbbq.com. And don't forget, the smoking guitar player has over 150 cooking videos on the website. And in a couple of them, doesn't even try to sell you anything. Can you believe it? Tasty Lake Barbecue Supply in beautiful, tropical, now tropical this time of year, Shillington, Pennsylvania. If you're in the area around that Philly area, check them out. Or you can visit TastyLakesBBQ.com. That's TastyLakesBBQ.com 24-7. 24-7. You can do it. All right, we're going to wrap up the first hour. Some thoughts on Chris Lilly, your feedback, so on and so forth. Stick around. We'll be right back. Interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Happy to have you aboard. Um, thanks uh, to Chris Lilly for pulling not one, but two segments in the first hour. Lots of stuff to react to. I thought it was uh, fascinating to hear him. Look, uh, you know, the question that I asked him, I don't think he took offense to it, by the way, uh, was... 
you know, do you write a book? There's so many barbecue cookbooks out there right now. So many. As I said, if you look at it, it seems like it's approaching the number of rubs and sauces that are available in stores around London. Everybody's got one. So is it a point where now you have to put one out because everybody else is putting one out to keep the name out there, stuff like that? And there's people out there that are doing that. So to hear him, uh, I would go so far as to say vehemently deny the fact that he is out there jamming a book full of pages to get a book out there so his name is out there is not what he's about. That's not the brand. That's not what he's looking to pull off. So I think that uh, it, it was absolutely a great answer, passionate. Anybody that comes on the show talks with passion. Uh, let's also hit on the fact that he has won now four Memphis in May overall grand championships, eight or nine or ten or whatever pork shoulder uh, champions within that same contest. I would, I, at this point, I would go so far to say that nobody's cooking pork better than Chris. Uh, I would, if I was Chris, I would never even entertain the fact of like stepping up to a whole hog or doing ribs. You know, Michael Jordan didn't decide to step away from the Bulls after the fourth championship, right? After the fifth championship, after the sixth championship. No, he stayed with them. Chris, stay with the pork, brother, man. See if you can't notch five, six, and seven overall grand championships while you're at. Why not? Stick with what works. I'm so sick and tired of these people. Well, I've mastered this. I'm going to go move to that. Why? You're getting recognition? Are you winning championships? Are you lauded as one of the most prolific cookers out there? Yes. Why are you going to step away? Home run hitters don't decide that next season they're going to be the best bunters ever. They're stroking for more home runs next year. They're juicing up. They're taking weed and steroids and all this other stuff because they want to hit more home runs. Faster runners don't want to run slower next time. Stick with the plan, Cunningham. All right, uh, we're going to step away here, and we'll come back with the top of the second hour. Don't forget your chance to win a free copy of the book coming up next as well. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Networks. board here for the really big barbecue show we cook because we have to and we grill because we want to fine how's it going <laughs> you have a great show i'm a big fan so what 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 seems to be the problem here this man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle charbono it's all about the charbono dude Succulent fish, what? He ate fifty four wieners. But listen, Laverne, it's chicken feet. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working right now. Ooh. Top men. All right. 
Just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome, folks, one and all. Cord off my ass. You have found the Barbecue Central Show. We talk about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling here on the show. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. Former home of LeBron James. Former. A tear. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, more than happy to have you. 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Uh, we have Barry Martin coming up in 13 minutes from now. Oh, darn it. Uh, we also have Patrick Banks from Booty Q. Booty Q. Coming up at 1035. We'll talk about the Memphis and May competition with him. He won the ribs portion of it. So a uh, little follow-up to the Chris Lilly deal. All right, I told you, one and all, that we will go ahead and get this signed copy. So, Chris, I'm going to forge your name and address to Chris Lilly. He's going to sign it. Dear dude, you're great. Love Chris Lilly. Something to that effect. You call in right now, 216-220-0966. You can also... Uh, yeah, you call in. You got to call in. 216-220-0966. And uh, we will play Porn Star or Athlete. And all you have to do is answer two names correctly in a row. You have to answer within five seconds of me asking you the name. If you do that, you will get a autographed, personally signed, Fire and Smoke, Secrets of a Pitmaster book from Chris Lilly. Certainly to be worth high dollar values as time goes on because of his uh, successes at the Memphis and Mays. So jump in right now, 216-220-0966. And uh, we'll get you up. We'll play the game. It's going to be fun. Fun and exciting, 216-220-0966. Email from Steve Blake, the Big Bob Gibson family, the Macklemores. Chris and Kent are a class act. Decatur, Alabama is proud of them. Congrats to number four. Great show, Greg. Oh, thank you for all you do for barbecue. Thank you very much, Steve. Appreciate your email. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you tuning in. You know me, I love the live folks. And we do have a call coming in. Let's see who we can grab here. All right, uh, area code 702, name and where you're calling from. Uh, Jeff Elser, Las Vegas, Nevada. Jeff Elser, Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, Jeff, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. You related to Jim Elser at all? That is my brother. Well, look at you. You're a brother to a star yourself, aren't you? Yeah. That bastard can cook barbecue. Yeah, I miss. Uh, I go out there every time, I, every chance I get to uh, help him out, and I'm just pretty much, uh, I just do most of the drinking. Hey, somebody's got to do it, right, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. The, the best part is, is everybody doesn't know if I'm him or whatever, and I get confused with him all the time, and I'm like, 
Guys, I know nothing about it. you got to ask that man over there. <laughs> All right. All right, Jeff, so we're going to play athlete or porn star for a signed copy of a Fire and Smoke, a Pitmaster Secret from Chris Lilly. You ready to play? Absolutely. All right, let's get the, let's get the music going here. Uh, yes, a little uh, Milt Buckner, Robin's Nest. Jeff, you're a fan of Robin's Nest, of course, right? Yes. Yes, of course. Goes without saying. All right, uh, question. Oh, so here's what's going to happen. I'm going to give you a name. You have five seconds to answer either athlete or porn star. You get two right in a row. You win the signed copy of the book. Very easy. You ready? Ready. Are you excited? It's ecstatic. I know I am. All right, here we go. First question for Jeff Elser, brother of Jim Elser. Athlete or porn star? Riley Steele. Porn star. Oh, look at you. That is absolutely correct. Riley Steele, a porn star. Note to self, Jeff likes porn stars. All uh, right. Uh, you could win it all right here, Jeff, if you give yep. me the correct answer. Athlete or porn star? Megan Vaughn. Athlete. Um, uh, sorry. Oh, no. oh, isn't that we suck again. Megan Vaughn, of course, <laughs> porn star. <laughs> I can't read anything. Did I screw all these up with the last time I put these in order? Ding, ding. We suck again. All right. Oh no, we suck again. Right. All right. Uh, it's still up for grabs. Two one six two two zero. 0966. Jeff Elser? No. Didn't get it. It's trickery. It's tomfoolery. It's hijinks. It's a, as they say in Vegas, a game of chance. Uh, on the show next week, while we're waiting for the next person, uh, Stephen Reichlin will be joining us, of course. Typically joins us in the third, uh, the third, third Saturday, third Tuesday of each month, but we've uh, pushed off a week. Uh, also, first timer to the show, Jamie Perviance will be, uh, believe it or not, we'll be talking about his new book. 216-220-0966. Come on, call in. It's a free autographed book from Chris Lilly, Fire and Smoke. Did everybody get the book already? Does anybody know what meat cocaine is? These are the things I want to know. Does anybody know what meat cocaine is? I do not know what meat cocaine is. The next Sam's Club local event will be coming down the pike this uh, Saturday. It will be in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Good luck to all of those competing, of course. All right, back to the phones we go. Area code 518, name and where you're calling from. Jeff Starks, upstate New York. I'm sorry, this is who? Jeff from upstate New York. Oh, Jeff, how are you, buddy? Very good. And I Googled meat cocaine and nothing came up. All right. Well, this guy maybe is having fun at my expense. Nevertheless, uh, Jeff, are you ready to play athlete or porn star? Yes, I am, sir. Are you current on your athletes? No. Are you current on your porn stars? More current. <laughs> That's a yes. Perf. All right, Jeff, first name. Got to get this one to uh, get the ball rolling. Number one. Tanya Hansen, athlete or porn star? Athlete. Sorry. Oh, no! 
We suck again. Tanya Hansen, porn star. Of course. All right, we're almost there, and we're rapidly running out of time. Oh boy, what are we gonna do? Who are we gonna give the book to? I don't know. I don't know. This is for the signed copy. Well, it will be personally addressed to you if you win it. It's not just his name on a book like he would, you know, sign it for the masses. We got right about that. We got time for one more person, and then we'll have to do it the old-fashioned way. Uh, 216-220-0966. Come on, call in. It's fun and it's exciting. It's even more fun than poker or canasta. Baccarat. Is that a game? Baccarat? That's a singer. I don't know. All right. Nevertheless, here we go. I think we're going to be running out of time for uh, this particular segment. Well, that's fine. No winner. Good effort. Actually, it was a poor effort. But the name's right here. Maybe we'll try it again at the end of the show for the hard course. Uh, We have Barry Martin coming up here in uh, just a few short minutes. Let me talk to you quickly about uh, my good friend, Dave Bosca of Butcher Barbecue. That's right. Dave Bosca. You can find him at butcherbbq.com. Need some validation? Before you head on over to butcherbbq.com, nonsense. Many people winning with all of Dave's products, the sauces, the rubs, the injections. Of course, last week we talked extensively about the rotisserie chicken bird booster. Uh, That earned Dave a perfect score in chicken. A number of other people like top 10 finishes. So obviously this is going to be like the new fad in chicken is uh, the rotisserie flavor chicken that you can actually inject with bird booster via the Butcher Barbecue products portfolio. I suggest you head on over to butcherbbq.com immediately so you don't lose out if you are in the market for the go-to rub or sauce you have hit the mother load here as well my friends aside from the bird booster stuff and the pork and beef and the prime injection a butcher's barbecue a full line of award-winning rubs one of my favorites is that steak rub of course everybody knows steak and brisket rub everybody knows i have a large bag now it was originally five pounds now probably one and a half pounds so running out expeditiously it goes good you know you just don't have to do pork with the honey barbecue rub you know it's good on uh, i dust it on popcorn i put it on potato chips Uh, when i cook pork when i cook anything i want to give like that nice little sweetness to yeah i'm going for the honey barbecue rub and it works great each and every time of course if you use try the premium rub here's what i have to say try the premium rub especially if you inject with butchers because it's formulated to work with the injection, a perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. And last but not least, I talk about it each and every week, that uh, sauce, for crying out loud. Oh, it's so good. The sweet barbecue sauce wins in every category for me. Not overly sweet, a nice slice of tang. Right amount of back-end heat, not blowing your socks off, but not also nothing there. Just a little something to remind you that you had some really damn good sauce. Don't worry about breaking the bank when it comes to shipping either. 
Reasonable shipping. Anything over $200 ships free. That's reasonable. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. A stock up right now. And always trust your butcher. Barry Martin, when we come back, stick around. Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com if you want to uh, hit me up tonight. More than happy to have you. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com. Your number one source for quality wood pellets. For all your pellet-driven cookers, visit CookinPellets.com for more information or to purchase. You can also visit Amazon.com to purchase as well. For a limited time, anyone that mentions the Barbecue Central Show in the comments box when placing an order gets a free Cookin' Pellets hat worth $20. Wow, $20. Thank you. I'll take a free hat. Good on all orders starting now. And I'll let you know when that ends. Thanks to CookinPellets.com. All right, my first guest in the second hour has made a nice living in this barbecue and grilling industry. He has worked for some of the big names and uh, in industries, uh, big named companies in the industry. Creator of the website, Welcome to the Cookout. And he's also been on this show talking about hot barbecue topics of the day. Let's go ahead and race on over to the hotline and welcome Barry Martin to the show. Barry, how are you, buddy? I am absolutely astounded. I get to follow Chris Lilly, and I just got to say, Chris Lilly is just one of the classiest guys out there. He is exactly what he is, and man, that is just really cool. Have Thanks. you uh, have you met Chris in person, Barry? I met him a couple of times, NBBQA a couple of years ago uh, down in Greenville. Met him along with the folks from the shed and what have you, and and you know he and a few of the other. I'll call them barbecue royalty in my mind because I I just look up to these people, uh, you know the Rourke's over at Ubon. Uh, matter of fact, I was walking out on Friday night from Memphis up the hill. You know you got to come out and walk out, and I just happened to be walking next to Tuffy, and I just said, "How you doing?" And he introduced himself to me. I didn't want to bug him, but there are just so many really classy people. Chris, right up there in the top, man. What a great guy. Uh, Barry Martin joining me here on the show. Welcome to the cookout.com is his website if you want to kind of check him out here while we're chatting it up a little bit. Uh, obviously, we'll start there tonight. It's kind of a Memphis in May themed show, if you will, Barry. And uh, we, we were talking with Chris about his historic uh, fourth overall grand championship in Memphis in May, which is obviously astounding, giving the number of teams and, and that particular event itself is kind of being one of those uh, ones that you would like to notch as a overall grand championship if you are out there on the competition circuit along with an American Royal, a Jack Daniels, a, you know, now the Sam's Club probably jumps in there as well. Uh, as someone who was down there yourself, uh, you know, kind of your thoughts as you kind of take it all in, what kind of an event uh, do you see it from perspective-wise, your thoughts? It's, it's an absolutely amazing experience. Everybody's got to go once. And if you can compete, or like I did, just be part of a, 
of a competition team because I don't I don't routinely compete in in barbecue. I was part of Hog Heaven out of Cincinnati, Ohio. Great group of guys who absolutely did well. They finished fifth in the patio group in ribs, which is a good showing if you think about it. Uh, just come together every few weeks to compete here and here and there. So they did a great job. Uh, it is an amazing experience that is so much fun uh, to go and be part of. And you just you see all your heroes and you see people you've you've heard about. And, and sometimes you even get a chance to meet them. And you're just flabbergasted at how nice everybody can be. It, it's a great experience. Barry Martin joining me here on the show. Uh, Barry, you look at maybe some of these other competitions that you uh, maybe run across during the course of the year, and they are not, uh, if you would say, uh, fan-friendly, let's say it that way. Uh, is Memphis and May something where you could take a, you know, if you're all into barbecue, a family down to, or, you know, you and your buddies? Is it something you kind of hang out at, or is it uh, still more of a uh, uh, uninclusive barbecue-style competition? Oh, my gosh. I think during daylight hours, it's definitely family friendly. But once it starts to turn dark, um, I would suggest that you take the kids out of there because it gets pretty crazy. It's it's a party. We were joking. There are 650 tents and there are 650 sound systems blasting every kind of music you can think of. And it is it's crazy fun. Um, Very approachable. Uh, You can ask questions of people. And it's it's like. The absolute, it's a master class in barbecue. If you went from tent to tent to tent, you could ask so many wonderful questions and get great response from people. I had a blast just introducing myself to people and and I'd never met and just ask them, well, what are you cooking? And, you know, they don't tell you your secrets, but they just, just delightful. Of course, I I was fortunate. I was there with uh, Eddie Medlin, Robin Grill Girl, Lindar's uh, dad, and he's like the mayor of barbecue land. He knows everybody. And then we had big boxes of El Diablo Mustard, one of your sponsors, uh, who was my sponsor down there on the team, to, uh, to hand out, to share the love with people. And, of course, that when you, when you show up bearing gifts, you always get welcome, don't you? Yeah, right. Let me ask you, you know, that's funny. I want to ask you about that. If you go down and you are you are bearing gifts, is it is it one of those things? I used to work. I don't want to bore you with a terrible uh, you know previous life story, but uh, when I worked in the heavy duty truck industry, every March towards the end of March, I, there I was thought you were in the porn business because you know it so well. Sorry, go ahead. That is absolutely correct. Nevertheless, the other the other life part was heavy duty trucking, and uh, we used to have to go down this Mid American Truck Show in Louisville every year. And the booths that seemed to get the most traction or the most footwork were the people that were giving away stuff. So if you're walking around, and well, this isn't away, a like, trade show, you know, like that where you got tchotchkes everywhere. But but you know, if you're friends with someone, generally they might have a cap or something like that. They share. Of course, the folks from Barbecue America were there this year, and they were giving out magazines to people, and that's kind. But there are sponsors who pay to be there and i and they they do some of that but we just happen to have a lot of extra el diablo mustard so uh, it's tasty stuff and uh we wanted to share it with people so we made it kind of on the down low kind of quiet and just took it to folks and and that was great we uh, uh people sampled it and they liked it much the same reaction you had earlier we were talking about it in fact the guys from cincinnati from uh, uh hog heaven actually used it uh, on top of their rub before they smoked their ribs. And really? as I said, out of, I think it's 35 or 40 in the patio division, they took five. They took fifth. 
they used the uh, the steakhouse, uh, which I happen to like a lot. You you said you like the Texas chili. I like the steakhouse. Uh, it it it's great on a burger, uh, so I enjoy that. But uh, you know, there are six different flavors. I guess you can do whatever you want. But I didn't see a lot of people passing out gifts like that. You know, they're your koozies and all those kinds of things. Yeah. But of course, there's beer everywhere, and usually people will hand you beer. You don't even have to know them; just ask. Hey, got a koozie? Got to have a beer in that thing, right? Got to have gotta, a beer. Got to keep gotta something cold with That's a koozie. The deal. That's so the you deal. were uh, you were with Hog Heaven, as you said, from Cincinnati, placed fifth in the patio division in the ribs, um, and, and their competition was unique in a way because you know kind of what had happened to their founder and that's a good story that i'd like you to share it really is uh they were they were founded uh, sometime back by uh, just a wonderful guy and uh george and uh, they had they have been to memphis in may as a team i think at least 10 or 12 times uh, and george had a, had a tragic uh ending of his life earlier this year so the guys dedicated the, this season to him and boy they just came full of emotion uh, it was tough. And, and I'm going to, in their honor and, and in George's honor, who I never knew, but boy, I tell you, impressed me just based upon the kind of friends he had. Uh, this, is, this is his dedication on the back of his T-shirt. It said, life is too short to be anything but happy. Laugh with you can. Apologize when you should. And let go of what you can't change. Kiss slowly. Forgive quickly. Play hard. Take chances. Give everything and have no regrets. So they did it. That was the the hog heaven out of Cincinnati, and they dedicated their season to him. And I think that's that kind of speaks about barbecue, don't you think? Just the kind of people and uh, the friendliness, the warmth, the the genuineness that that speaks real strongly of of what they were all about, and and, and it showed in their effort and they put into it. It was neat. It was when, neat to be part of that. When they were given the results of their ribs, did it kind of justify to them and, and really? kind of drive home what the the mission for the year had been I think it meant a lot to them they were they were really I think they were pleased and they were very emotional and uh, of course that's sweet isn't it that's sweet and uh, it was good to be there with them when they when they experienced that because th- that kind of joy that kind of elation of course they would have loved to take a walk who who wouldn't but uh, nevertheless I think that speaks you know uh, you know th- there are there are the folks who are there year after year and they're the big stars and I'd take nothing away from them, but there are hundreds of people who show up and they, they're never going to take a walk there. In fact, they, but they're just dedicated to it. And and that's a beautiful experience just to, just to be there and be part of that. Aside from being able to, to hang with hog heaven, kind of see their journey through Memphis in May, as you kind of meander around and you get to glad hand with, with some of the stars, is, is there any, you know, one or two or three people that really made an impression on you that maybe you didn't know before, or maybe you had a preconceived notion about that kind of 180 you? Well, you know, uh, I'd met the folks from the shed before and uh, they were very gracious and very kind, but you know, they're busy people and they got a lot of attention from a lot of folks, but I was with Eddie. We happened to stop by and, Boy, we just sat down, and it's it's like I'd known them my whole life. They're just the real thing. And then later, we went up, and Gary Rourke and his and his daughter Leslie over at Ubon's. Man, I tell you, I want to move to Yazoo City and just be a dishwasher in their store. They are the their restaurant. They are the nicest, nicest people on this planet. I I had the best time just hanging out and just talking with them. It was great. So those those would be two. And of course. Running into Tuffy. I mean, he's a star, right? 
have him introduce himself to me when I just said hello and shake my hand. I don't know. I, I, it made me feel pretty dang good. Barry Martin joining me here on the show. You can uh, check him out at welcometothecookout.com. Uh, I see it on your uh, shirt there, El Diablo, hot and spicy mustard, obviously, as you'd mentioned here, a new sponsor of uh, my show. And let me tell you something. I don't share with a lot of people, but I'm kind of a uh, fan of, of mustard uh, in general, the yellow stuff. Um, yeah, now, look, yeah. here in Cleveland, you know, mustard takes on a whole nother level. It's not the Plochman's or the French's yellow stuff. You go back in the day, and even now, but when I was growing up as a kid at Old Lakefront Stadium or Municipal Stadium or whatever the hell you want to call it, Mistake by the Lake Stadium, whatever. How about gray mustard? Gray mustard that was unique in flavor, that brings back, even to this day, a scent that will hearken me back to a 6th or 7th grade Greg Rempe, uh, taking in a game with his family and... Uh, it's, I think it's Bertman's mustard, but it's, you know, it's gray. I don't know how other to explain it other than, but I think it's really hyper regional here to the uh, city of Cleveland. So I like mustard. So when I had the opportunity to partner with El Diablo and listen to their concept and, and what they were kind of trying to do to this particular portion of food condimentness, I was like, man, what a great freaking idea. How did you get together with these guys? Well, you know, uh, I've done some work with uh, a couple of the folks who are involved with them in the past and uh, with some fire engine, uh, firemen did some cooking for them. And one of the ladies called me up and said, Barry, do you like mustard? I said, yes. She said, let me send you some. So they sent me their mango, which is, they call it heat meat sweet. Yeah. They sent me their roasted chipotle, which they call a kick of the Southwest, their steakhouse, which I mentioned before, the Texas chili the jalapeno and the habanero. And uh, we sat one day, my wife, Miss Laura, and I sat there, and we cooked a bunch of food uh, on our hot box grill, and then we just tested all the mustards. And, oh, my gosh, I had to have a couple of beers. So any mustard, we got to have a couple of beers just to get through a taste test I like. And they were really incredible. And so we've been playing with them and cooking with them and using them in sauces you know, to add flavor, I uh, this weekend I'm going to do some more barbecue so I can actually test a recipe that I've got for pork shoulder for the regular back bar, uh, backyard barbecue, and I'm going to use a couple of them. But, man, they are they're just really good, and they change the dynamic of, of food. I like them on burgers. I like them on fish. We did some mango on grilled snapper that was out of control great. You know, and you mentioned, did you say the chipotle or the jalapeno? Which did you have? Uh, I did. I mean, very basic stuff. We had some friends over uh, two or three weeks, uh, two weeks ago, and uh, we were busting out some snacks after we started to get a little hungry from, uh, you know, partaking in some adult libation. There you go. And uh, so we brought out the big, you know, hearty sourdough pretzels. And I said, wait, hold on a second. And I took out the jalapeno mustard, squirted it in a, in a, in a, in a plate. And I said, dip into this. Give yeah. me your first reactions. And, you know, the women's trying to jump back a little bit because the jalapeno kind of grabs the, the front of your tongue right there. It does. But you know what? There's a nice uh, comforting mustard flavor profile that blows over the top of it. And I'm like, wow, I love heat. I love mustard, especially with pretzels. This is like perfect one-two punch. Then I tried the, the Texas chili one. Yeah, the other day, because yeah. it says, you know, try it on the hot dog. It's, it's like, like a little instant. bowl, a spoonful of chili, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm like, no way. 
and I plopped it right down there. My daughter was making uh, some hot dogs. I said, give me one of those. And I ran two lines, one up and down uh, each side. And man, sure enough, that first bite, kind of that uh, chili dog flavor. But as I said before, you know, nice layers of heat that if you like that stuff, man, it's, you can't find anything else like it on the market. It really is pretty cool, and you know these are American-made. They're they're not imported or anything like that. They're I think they're all made up in Maine of all places, and uh, just awesome. They're available, I think, at Walmart's and Safeways and places, HEB stores, different places, and of course you can get them online at El Diablo. But they have a Facebook page, and they're doing a contest right now for a grill giveaway. Um, so you could go there and find out a little bit more about them on Facebook. Just just type in uh, uh, El Diablo mustards, and uh, I, it's nice to be associated with the real deal, uh, where you, it's not a phony baloney product. It really does have the heat. It really has the flavor, and I see it as a complement to food I might be grilling or smoking or or barbecuing or or in other places too. But but particularly to this show, that's what I'm thinking about. Here's something I did uh, today for dinner. You know, I got uh, you know the three daughters. Uh, two of them are playing softball. Uh, the other one's into you know beauty stuff because you know she's a girly girl. So <laughs> I barely have time to blow my nose by the time I get in from work, and boom, we're right back out the door. So we had like literally the, the craft blue box macaroni and cheese. I'm like, you know, what can I do with this? So I grab a little uh, Frank's uh, buffalo sauce, drop a little bit into that, and then I went and took uh, the jalapeno mustard again. Squeezed a couple two shots in there, whirled it around. It elevates just regular blue box macaroni and cheese to like a whole different level. And that's, you know, El Diablo is great, eldiablomustard.com, all that stuff. Is great, but when you have a product that can literally take it to a different level, I mean that's what we're talking about. I I, I think so. You know, there there are a lot of people out there making claims, and I, we're turning this into a big infomercial. And you know, I'm happy to do that because my client will be happy because it's fun <laughs> to represent them. But as I said, they're the real deal. It's great to cook with their their, and it's real fun to introduce other people to it because uh, they kind of get that look on their face, like wow. And that, that's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely agreed. Uh, if you want to try it out for yourself, you can call uh, Barry and I uh, right on, or we're crazy. We're happy to take compliments, go. whatever, but try it absolutely nonetheless. Uh, LDiabloMustard.com is the website, and you can find Barry at WelcomeToTheCookout.com. What's uh, happening over at the website, Barry, that we can check out? Well, actually, we're going to be doing some really fun and exciting changes, and I'll get back to you, but by July, July 4th, we're going to do some big, big changes on the website, and I'm going to bring together a group of people that are going to blow your socks off, and I think we're going to have an awful lot of fun. It's truly going to be a welcome to the cookout party with lots of lots of fun stuff online and also on our web and, and on our uh, on our individual blogs and on the welcome to cookout uh, website. It's going to be fun. So that's coming up in July. So I'll keep you posted. All right. We'll check that out. Maybe we'll have you back on to kind of uh, introduce it. Uh, we're talking with Barry Martin. Barry, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. Thank you, sir. You got it. There he is. Barry Martin, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the cookout. And uh, as, as I everybody asks, what can we do to help the show out? Uh, visit the sponsors. Give them a check. LDIabloMustard.com. Newest sponsor of the show. One of the newest sponsors of the show besides uh, CookingPellets.com. Happy to have them aboard. Absolutely. I'm telling you. A little jalapeno in your mac and cheese. Boom. Buffalo it up. A little Frank's Red Hot up in that bitch. All right, folks. You screwed up Mother's Day. I know you did. You told me as much. 
Don't let anybody screw up your Father's Day. That's your day. You take the lead and don't even begin to think that uh, other people should be looking at uh, other things. Hold on a second here. What are we looking at? What to get dear old dad for Father's Day? How about a new pair of action slacks? Now, that's the worst idea ever. How about a tie he's never going to wear? How about a watch? That's right, Bolivar watches. Why spend a ton of money on a watch if you don't have to? Bolivar watches are stylish, affordable, starting under $200. Bolivar watches come in traditional quartz styles and retro-styled automatic versions. Chronograph, skeletons, traditional styles. Fill out the Bolivar timepiece line. You have the Precisionist. Maybe you want the most accurate watch in the world. Bolivar Precisionist is just that watch. The exclusive movement of the Bolivar Precisionist breaks down the second-hand movements into 16 segments per second, giving the second-hand a smooth-moving appearance. You have the steel and titanium versions. Then you have the Accutron. I have one of those as well. High-end without the high price. Cadillac of the Bolivar line. The Accutron is the pinnacle of the high-end design without breaking the bank, starting at 600 bucks. The Accutron watch gives you the high-end style, quality, and lifestyle without breaking the bank. Citizen, your gadget junkie citizen is the perfect gadget guy type deal. EcoDrive technology converts light and energy, powering your watch perfectly and accurately. Need a timer for your barbecue cooking? Some citizens have multiple timers along with alarms and multiple time zones. Then you have the Philippine Company, that cottage watchmaker over there that Steve does business with. Many high-end European watch companies use Swiss movements from a company called ETA. Philip hand-assembles his watches personally using ETA movements and hand-picked components. Starting about $900, Philip watches not only have elegant European style, but they are affordable. All Philip's watches are serial numbered and registered with Philip himself. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to Steve's website, stephendefranco.com. That's Stephen. D-I-F-R-A-N-C-O, stephendefranco.com, or give him a call, 440-943-2700. Tell him your barbecue brother or sister, and he'll give you the real discount price on what that new watch is going to be for dear old dad. He's not allowed by the manufacturer to show the real discounted price, so don't even ask him. Patrick Banks coming up next, along with me probably getting flamed. It's all next here on the show. Stick around. We'll be right back. Name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Who would have thought this music thing was going to go this far? I never asked for this. I never asked for this fast living, the women, the whiskey, craziness. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Keeping with the Memphis and May recap theme of the show. My next guest made his first appearance on the show this past March. Two months later, he's back on because no one had better ribs this past weekend in Memphis than this guy. Joining me to recap the cook. And his time down at Memphis in May, the pitmaster of Booty Q, Patrick Banks, joining me here. Actually. 
All right, buddy. Let me have it. Let me have it. Uh, it was a great experience. Um, oh wait, hold on, Patrick. You're not, you're not going to you're not going to bust my balls about calling you Peter on the uh, newsletter. <laughs> well, you know uh, that was kind of ridiculous. You know, after last time, you got my uh, got the wrong number. That was a little bit my fault. Oh. I, don't, I don't know what this for this one. All right, we're even. Thank goodness. All right, so let's talk about um, your time in uh, in Memphis and. You know, you had a obviously a great cook uh, this past weekend. If you could kind of take us back through, you know, loading in uh, your thoughts of you know, just kind of taking in that whole experience, and we'll build in from there. Well, um, you know, to start with, you know, I didn't really have a load in. Um, I was there with another team uh, called Auto B Grilling. Um, guy named by the name of Brad Huddleston that I actually met in Moore, Oklahoma last year on Operation Barbecue Relief Deployment, which today, ironically, is the anniversary of that uh, terrible natural disaster. Yeah. And uh, we were down in Tupelo a few weeks ago, and me and Kim away there with Boar's Night Out got to jumping back and forth about who could cook the better rib. And next thing we knew, I was asked to come to Memphis in May and cook. And uh, I went there, my first time to ever cook Memphis in May. Um, first time I ever presented that style of event, and uh, obviously we hit all of our marks. Um, just a really great experience. Uh, I'm still kind of on cloud nine, to tell you the truth. Oh, I, I bet absolutely. Uh, Patrick Banks joining me here this year. Are you able to, uh, or were you able to treat that contest uh, just like any other one, or did you know it was pretty much a, a different monster right from Jump Street? Well, I knew it was a different monster just by the sheer number of teams and the environment. And, you know, everything I had been told, um, you know, I've, I've been to Memphis and May several times, but I had never cooked it. And, uh, you know, I guess the best thing about it was I was allowed to come in and focus on what we were there to do, and that was to try to win. And, uh, you know, I was with, with what is known historically as a big party team. Um, they had never finished in the top 50. And uh, I came in, and, um, you know, they – they had their parties Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and uh, Saturday morning we sat down and had a team meeting, and um, some of them thought I came across as maybe a little bit of a jerk, but, you know, I, put that <laughs> said, I said, I'm not here to play, I'm here to win. And uh, I said, we may not win. I said, chances are we won't, but, you know, ironically we did. So do you think having visited – Memphis and May, you know, a bunch of times kind of as a, uh, you know, let's say a patron. You know, you're able to see all these other things going on, the distractions and so forth. And you were able to come right in and be like, hey, okay, uh, I'm not going to be like one of these teams that shows up. And you might get caught up in the hoopla and, and forget about your marks and forget about why you were there. I mean, you were really focused on getting this thing done. You are exactly right. That That is you're dead on. I mean, I've heard the stories from some other people, some other teams that used to be party teams and they've gotten serious about it. And, um, you know, in the NBN circuit and uh, they've been doing very well. Um, but I knew that I was not there to drink and there to party. Um, I was there to try to win and that's what I wanted to do. And, and, you know, go a little step further, you know, I've, I've had a lot of help from a lot of different people. Um, and, uh, you know, we can get into more of that a little bit later. But, uh, you know, the thing is, is the people that I've had to help from said, look, if you're coming up here to cook, you need to be serious and hit your marks. I said, and they said, if you don't, you're going to embarrass yourself. And um, 
I've done too well this year already to go in somewhere and embarrass myself. So I wanted to come in and do very well. I, I actually took the weekend off cooking the prior weekend. I'd cooked six weekends straight on the KCBS circuit. And uh, I took it off specifically to cook some uh, some ribs with a new rub I'd had in my in my arsenal for several months, but I haven't been using it because I've been scoring so well. It's uh, it's a new rub that just came out from Oak Ridge Barbecue um, called the Dominator Rub, and um, I tried it. I really liked the, what it did to the depth of the flavor with what I was already using, and um, I uh, did another practice cook on Friday actually at Memphis in May. Uh, we cooked 10 slabs that day, and uh, same thing. We had a couple people that were actually uh, judges that we knew try our product, and uh, they told me what it needed, and um, I added it, and we hit it dead on. Uh, and I couldn't be more pleased with the way everything turned out. Um, I was a little disappointed when we didn't win it all, but it's been 12 years since a, since a rib won it at Memphis in May. Yeah. You'd kind of mentioned it here just a couple minutes ago, but you know you've seen success in uh, other barbecue events. You'd mentioned you're cooking very well uh, this year, and we're still kind of you know early into it. You've won a Sam's Club contest. Uh, you were on the show uh, for doing that here a couple months ago. Did your ribs seem right in line with what you would normally do, or would you say there was something maybe a, a little bit more awesome about them during this contest? Well, I mean, I use. I use the same flavor profile that I've been using all year. I use the same glaze, which is uh, from Sweet Swan of Mine, Mark Lambert. Um, I use his his glaze and also his uh, Sweet Swan of Mine Sweet Rub um, as my top as my top layer. I actually use uh, three different rubs in my process, along with um, some pepperol and a custom blend of a uh, black peppercorn that's smoked with cherry, apple, and hickory wood. But, you know, other than me changing that one profile with the Dominator Rub, it's pretty much the same rib I've cooked all year. Um, but I did cook a loin backs instead of spares. And, uh, you know, without a doubt, I mean, it's the best rib I've ever cooked in my life. I mean, hands down. Uh, I, I've never cooked a rib any better than that one I cooked Saturday. Um, you know, I had a lot of people saying, well, you know, this is a different game. You know, you're coming in, you got to present, you got to sell your product, you got to do this. You know, you've never done that before. And at first, I wasn't going to do it. And Brad and I talked, and we were just talking about some of the stuff, you know, on Thursday night and, and all the things that you need to present. You know, you need to present. You got a passion for this. And, um, you know, we talked about OBR a lot in the presentation about how we met and, and um, just kind of went from there. But, you know, I'm a professional sales rep for a equipment company out of Denver, Colorado. I cover seven states. So it's like I told everybody, I said, this is actually relaxing to me. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm sitting here trying to sell a, a slab of ribs to a judge uh, at this style contest that I know is good. But, you know, I'm used to selling million-dollar, you know, equipment deals. So uh, it did not phase me, you know, the selling part in that style of contest. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. That was going to be my next question is, you know, you are familiar – obviously with the KCBS style of judging, but when you go into an MAM style thing or even an MBN, you have that on-site, you have the blind side of it, but then there's also the on-site judging as well. You know, do you think that um, the people, if they haven't had that experience or maybe they're not like you or me who do the sales game uh, in real life uh, during the day, uh, do you think that maybe that is something that detracts from then being able to either final or uh, push them over to the edge and, and win the whole thing altogether? I would say without the experience that I have, um, we would not have won the rib world championship. 
Um, you know, the selling aspect, being able to sit down in front of someone and talk comfortably to them about your product. And, you know, you put your, uh, you put your props out there. I mean, you know, we had our wood on the table, you know, we talked about little things about the wood being locally grown. And, you know, I used co-shell charcoal this weekend. We talked about, you know, the, uh, enviro-friendly charcoal, um, you know, the all natural charcoal aspect, you know, we talked about, you know, locally grown honey. Um, thank God for old hickory pits. I had four of them in my booth. Um, you know, the different sizes of the, uh, anything from the ACE to the HBP, um, to the CTO there. We also had a prototype in the booth, um, that we presented on. And, uh, you know, when you've got all those props and you're a salesperson, you just kind of hit your marks and you know what to talk about. And, uh, you know, it made it very easy to, to walk through the process. By the time the finals were there, you know, I was, it was smooth by that point. You know, I stumbled a little bit on the very first judge. Um, I kind of got a little choked up, you know, talking about OBR, which that sometimes happens when we think back about how Brad and I met. And, um, you know, and then, you know, I kind of got through it. She said, take a second. And, and I got over it and we went on and, you know, went from there. But, uh, you know, that's the thing. The, the judging aspect of that did not bother me at all. I mean, I, I did very well, and like I thought I would, it was just getting through the first one, and then, you know, it's like a, it's basically a feature and benefit presentation that we call it in sales. You know, you talk about the features and the benefits and what it does, and, and you know, the product sells itself is good enough. And uh, that's pretty much how that is. Patrick Banks is the uh, pitmaster of Booty Q. We're talking about the ribs win this past weekend at Memphis in May. You know, when you are at the final portion of it, you got a uh, two or three time winner in Melissa Cookston at Yazoo's Delta Q on Whole Hog. You have at that point a three time winner of Memphis in May, uh, Chris Lilly uh, from Big Bob Gibson's on the pork. Is it at all kind of a, a quick poop yourself moment right then when you're ready to, to kind of go head to head to head and everybody, or you're like, Hey man, let's roll and, and see who comes out on top. Well, I mean, at that point we, we, we had already, we already knew we were number one in ribs. We, we knew we'd won that. I was on stage with those, with those other two. And, you know, just with who they are in barbecue, um, Chris and I have spoken, uh, quite a bit. We spent some time down at wind Creek in Atmore, Alabama back in, uh, late March. Um, I talked to him a pretty good bit one night, and he knows I'm an up-and-coming cook. And uh, we talked uh, that night, and we actually talked uh, a little bit earlier in the week over at Mark Lambert's booth. And and um, it was it was a great feeling to be on stage with those three, um, for me to sit here and say – I mean, I'm sorry, with those two. For me to sit here and say I wasn't disappointed when I did not win, um, I was. Um, I'm, and, and I look back, and – and there is one or two things I could have done differently. Um, we kind of got rushed um, on our uh, finals. Um, we found out at basically 4.01, and our own type judging was supposed to start at 4 o'clock. They showed up at 4.05. And, uh, you know, me not being that style of cook, I didn't know the rules. I didn't know that I had 20 minutes. Well, we got everything together, and we had judges in there at 10 after. And, uh, you know, so we – our ribs were not – the glaze was not set as much as I would have liked for it to have been, but, you know, I still won the rib, the rib championship and, you know, I'm happy with it. You know, I learned something, um, but to go in there, you know, I was hoping to go in and make a top 10, you know, just be respectable. Um, but then when I made the finals, I wanted to win at that point. 
And, uh, I mean, there's a video on my Facebook page. I, I do not know if you've seen it, but when, you know, the way they announced the finals was it was it was us and Tuffy Stone and Cool Smoke and uh, the Rat Pack and um, another OBR volunteer. And uh, we uh, when they came out and they said, you know, like Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra, well, we knew we were in the top two. And when they said, you know, this team kind of is a great name for a day like today and, and um, you know, and they announced Cool Smoke, well, it was like you just won the World Series or something. I mean, it was a party. There was beer flying in the air. I mean, the, the guys I cooked with was they were all fraternity brothers, and um, just a great experience. I mean, it made me. It gave me. I already have a lot of driving barbecue, but it just gave me that much more. Um, you know, and, and if there's one thing I can say to anybody out there that's been struggling, you know, cooking. Um, not knowing what to do, not knowing the flavor process, not knowing the proper techniques, the best thing you can do is find somebody that does and um, and go to a school. And um, speaking of school, um, there is one coming up in July. And um, if you want to learn how to cook a world champion product, I will be there. And um, I will be assisting with that school. And it's in July. It's going to be in uh, South Haven, Mississippi. And it's Barbecue Live School, which is uh, actually taught by Mark Lambert and uh, Malcolm Reed of Killer Hogs. But I'm going to be there cooking ribs that weekend. And, uh, you know, just for me to be where I was six months ago or four months ago to where I am now, I'm a Sam's Club winner. Um, I've been at ranked as high as 15th on the KCBS circuit this year. I think right now I'm 35th, but I've, I've missed two weekends in a row on KCBS style. Um, to, and then winning the rib championship with Memphis in May, you know, and it all started by me going to the barbecue live school. You know, I was there and, uh, first contest out the gate, I won the world. I mean, I won a, 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 uh, a grand championship at the Sam's event. Now I'm a world champion and, uh, obviously it works. I, I mean, I, that's, that's the only thing I can say is find your school and go to it. And I really recommend that one. How do you sign up for that one, Patrick? Um, is it bbqlive.com, Mark? Barbecuelive.com. You spell it out. It's barbecuelive.com. Yeah. And um, I'm actually at Mark Lambert's house right now. I'm sitting on his back porch. Oh. Um, we, we haven't left Memphis yet. That son of a bitch, he's sandbagging me. What? How dare he? Well, Do you right now? He should be taking back. Uh, he should be taking the backseat to the world champion in ribs, right? I'm not going to say taking a backseat because I learned a lot of stuff from him. <laughs> but you know, he won it all last year, and you know, I, you know, I came up a little bit short. Um, he's a two-time uh, overall winner, and I'm just a one-time rib class winner. But um, you know, I, just the people I've met through Operation Barbecue Relief are just unbelievable. The friendships I've made. Um, I mean, Mark Lambert. Uh, John Wheeler with Natural Born Grillers, and you know it just. But the thing that made me feel so good was the cheering section that we had there. Um, all the people from these other teams that I've met through OBR, uh, Brad Orson, uh, Hobson Cherry, uh, Mark, John Wheeler. You know, all the boys not out team was there. Um, you know, Kendall Kendall A there, their rib cook. You know, he he graduated high school tonight, and uh, he. He was so heartbroken. He told me, I've never been this hard on Saturday night. He said, <laughs> I, you know, emotional time graduating high school, but he said, I have never been so happy and so sad at the same time. 
And he came up to me and hugged me and embraced me, and it probably lasted for 10 minutes. And it was before awards, which really kept me from getting emotional. Because, you know, just the sheer awe of it, you know, like I actually did it. You know, I actually got to the finals at Memphis and May the first time I went there. Um, I mean, just the support. It's the barbecue family is what I call it. I mean, sure, we're out there to compete, and we rib each other, but the way we pull together when somebody needs it, or the way we want every, we want all our friends and cohorts to do well, and uh, that that's what I like so much about the barbecue family, and, and uh, I, I just can't say enough about how my wife Kathy has supported me on this endeavor. Um, she thought I was crazy when I was spending, <laughs> you know, three thousand dollars here, four thousand dollars here, five thousand dollars here, and and now it's gotten to the point that you know I've, I'm looking at sponsorships and. And, uh, you know, that sort of thing. I, I can't say enough about Compart Duroc. You know, just a great cool port product. You know, Jim Compart is a class act. Um, you know, the congrats, congrats I've got from people just really everywhere. You know, the Cosell Charcoal, I'm talking to them. Um, Old Hickory Pit, Oak Ridge Barbecue, Sweet Swine of Mine. Um, I mean, you got to have the right product. And, and, I mean, that's how it is. I mean, what I do, we're not the cheapest product on the market. And I don't claim to be with my job while I sell, but the thing is, we have a quality product. And it's the same thing with barbecue. Um, I mean, I walk around with three or four cookers on my trailer all the time. Speaking of trailers, I'm about to build a new one. Um, I mean, it's just, it's just amazing at how far I've gone in this, in this endeavor in six months. I mean, well, <laughs> it's really crazy. The only thing, uh, I'll tell you what's not nuts, is the fact that you are the world champion in ribs, and you did it this past weekend at the Memphis and May World Championship Barbecue Cook-Off. Uh, it was only two months ago we had you on for the first time, and bam, you're back again because you're cooking your ass off, Patrick, and I uh, really appreciate you making time for me tonight kind of on short notice. And uh, more importantly than that, the, the recap of the weekend, um, top-notch, class act as always. Appreciate it so much, man. All right, thanks. You guys have a good one. Talk to you soon. All right, take care. There he is. Patrick Banks. From Booty Q. Booty Q winning the uh, ribs portion of Memphis in May. So check him out. He's going to be, as he said, teaching the the, the ribs part of of the Barbecue High School. BarbecueLive.com, I believe. Spell out barbecue. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the longest-running sponsor of the show, The Barbecue Guru, located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, makers of automatic pit-temperature control devices. We have to get Barbecue Bob Trudnack in here to talk about the new facelift to the party queue. We have to talk about the new uh, cooker that he has coming out. We have to talk about the Onyx Oven, of course, because that is uh, still continuing to win in uh, many different backyards and on the competition circuit as well. You know when you buy an Onyx Oven that uh, any of the Barbecue Guru automatic temperature control devices are going to work seamlessly with that particular cooker. You know, if you have any questions, you know, I've been on the website a couple times. Uh, if you're not gadgetly inclined like me, make it a little bit lost, never fear. Call in directly, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. And they'll make sure that you are outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Again, the website, thebbqguru.com, or... You can uh, call them 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. All right, we're back to wrap up the show. Stick around. We'll be right back.
Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, All right, we're back to one six two two zero zero nine six six. Greg at the BBQ Central Show dot com. Thanks again to Patrick Banks for joining me this past segment to uh, recap his uh, ribs take at Memphis in May. Uh, here's a guy that has uh, really risen to uh, some some good cooking ranks here this year, and uh, obviously very passionate, excited about the whole industry. So. Looking to, to pay it forward a little bit uh, during the barbecue class in July. Again, that's uh, barbecuelive.com if you want to check that out. Uh, thanks again to uh, Barry Martin for joining me the segment before that. People asking me, you know, now that you're using the El Diablo mustard, do you really like them? Something? Absolutely. Uh, I would, as much as I would come on here and tell you that I like them, if I didn't think that they were something that you might... And look, there's like six different flavors to choose from. So um, you know, Barry's favorite flavor was uh, the Steakhouse one. That's my least favorite. But it's not so bad that I won't find ways to use it or to incorporate flavor. I mean, you're not going to be a fan of uh, you know each and every one. You know, it's like kids. You know, you're like, this one the best, but not this one so much. What? I like them all equally in their own way. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be that way with the mustards, but I think, you know, especially if you like a little heat, if you like something a little bit outside the box, pushing the envelope, something you're going to want to try. All right, let's go ahead and break loose out of this bad boy. Uh, all the way back in the first hour and uh, the two interview segments in the first hour was Chris Lilly. We talked about his uh, overall grand championship at Memphis in May. Number four, no one has won more than that. BigBobGibson.com, the website. We also talked about Fire and Smoke. Or, uh, yeah, Fire and Smoke, a Pitmaster Secrets available for sale right now. Check it out. And then uh, Barry Martin from uh, WelcomeToTheCookout.com. And helping me close the show tonight was Patrick Banks from Booty Q winning the Memphis and May Ribs category. Uh, join me back next week. We're jam-packed already. Stephen Reichlin, Jamie Pervias, just to name a few. If you have raw cast iron, it's seasoned at each and every time. Little Pam, little Crisco, let it burn in. Generations of rust-free service. Also, September 11th, 2001. I'll never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, your program host and proud U.S. American Greg Rempe saying good night now.